and we were in this beautiful jungle lodge about 10 kilometers from Pasigad, right on the Siang River, mm-hmm. mm. uh, in a jungle, just like a hut and a dining room mm. with a huge mithun mm. poster uh, head, the, oh, the okay. whole skeleton. Oh, sorry, mithun. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mithun. I am so sorry. The Indian bison, I am so not, sorry. <laughs> not disco dancer. <laughs> Like a radio broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? Radio broadcast. You're on episode number 33. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. And this season, we've decided to go out as much as we can to continue to bring you stories of amazing riders from across this spectacular Indian landscape. Today, we share the story of a boy from Dehradun whose Karmbhumi has been the mega city of Mumbai. This is the story of a man who seriously took to motorcycling only at the age of 43 after an illustrious career in photojournalism. So there's hope for everybody. From Bombay Magazine through Business India, he's labored hard to bring us magazines like Man's World and Brace for this one, The Rolling Stones to India. Yes, he's that legend himself. Rising from the black hole of photography as a dark room assistant to the exalted altitude of creative head of Verve and group creative editor of a publication group, this man knows more of publication than most in this country. So Biker Radio Broadcast takes you to Mumbai this time, although we had to wait for him to show up and record him at a friend's house just off the Mehroli Gurgaon Road in Haryana in peak hour traffic. So please excuse the river of noise that is the traffic. <laughs> Which is, well, just people like you and me. He's a photographer. A publication designer. An editor. An artist. A son. A father. A student. A foodie. An explorer. A friend. Co-founder of Helmet Stories and above all, a writer. Please welcome to the long way home, the one and only... Harshman Rai. Welcome to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Welcome to the long way home. Thank you. Thank you. Kojito, Ergo. Zoom. Haha. Let's start Actually, yes, I have a little confession. That's actually stolen from a uh, column uh, which was uh, uh, done by this great writer called LJK Setright. He used to write for Car Magazine okay. or Automobile Magazine. Okay. So he had a... Sorry, in our country? No, no. This was uh, okay. abroad in one of those... Uh, fine British okay. uh, journals. Yeah, journals. So he had a, a column called Cogito uh, uh, Ergo Drive, I think. Yeah. And okay. therefore it was 
you know from there the idea came about and said okay why not uh-huh. <laughs> appropriate it and yeah absolutely yeah absolutely. and it seemed quite apt to you know yeah, because so yeah you yeah. added confession to it <laughs> I'm, i'm assuming nobody else knows about this oh, i'm sure i'm sure the the, <laughs> the, the the all the the people in the know yeah but if you want to make it your own mm-hmm. you can change the zoom to vroom if you want <laughs> yeah that may be a little too gimmicky yeah school very school yeah so where did you start i actually uh, since my father was in the army okay. uh, i traveled around quite a bit uh, i decided to put me in a boarding school uh, which was kenbenol in mm-hmm. deradun mm-hmm. and uh, uh, i was there till my 6th standard and i think i probably flunked six out of seven subjects okay <laughs> which years were these uh, these were in the 70s early 70s okay so yeah it's what 72ish yeah 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 and so then after that uh, uh, i i started moving around the family went to good old kendra vidyale uh-huh. which uh-huh. every uh, city has one every mm-hmm. village has one so yeah. and with the same kind of syllabus and things yeah. like that uh-huh. and uh, and actually i quite enjoyed that yeah. uh-huh. you know but the only tough part was uh making new friends every oh yeah 3 years yeah. you know yeah. and trying to fit in trying to uh-huh. so where uh, did you go oh uh, actually mainly in the north uh, it was uh, shrinagar okay. lucknow okay. oh uh, then ramgarh uh-huh. um, and then again back to shrinagar yeah and okay. then uh, i by the time i finished school i did my and i was in the first batch of 10 plus 2 uh-huh. and oh, that really? that coincided with my father being posted to bombay okay yeah okay. and uh, and i got admission to uh, st xavier's uh-huh which so, year was this this was 79 79 yeah wow. yeah and uh, i enrolled myself in the two majors economics and statistics okay okay <laughs> oh. yeah your math was good Oh, it was okay. It's the only one you could rely on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rest was all mugging up. <laughs> yeah. So, so where was your father in the army? As in what? Uh, he was uh, in the Garhwal Rifles. Okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, he fought in the '62 war. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, then he uh, raised the 10th Garhwal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. and uh, then he finished off as uh, the center commandant for the global rifles okay. uh, in uh, lansdown uh-huh. yeah so and it was a lovely place to grow up you had a lovely time yeah absolutely no, growing yeah, up absolutely. has been like yeah this is a picture book yeah <laughs> yeah and and your family is from where so where are you from my family is from deradun okay actually yeah my my father is from darjeeling okay. my mother's from Deradun, uh-huh. and uh, we decided to settle down in Deradun since uh, uh, I guess we had much more, many more relatives, uh, much okay. more support system uh-huh. there, and you know the old army network. The center was close by, right. in Lansdowne, just right. barely like four hours drive away. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think all these things played a part in my parents' decision to uh, set up home in. How good is your Nepali? It's quite good. Quite good. Yeah. Uh, very <laughs> yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, my wife's Punjabi though, so really? oh, she's half Sadarni. That's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. But uh, born and brought up in London and Bombay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh huh. That's very exotic again. Yeah. 
<laughs> it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And interestingly, she is now the uh, group publisher for uh, Autocar India. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, oh, okay. Oh, and she is the real influencer. into photography okay yeah photography okay. and uh, uh, started dabbling in in uh, publication design in that in that because earlier what happened in when i was working at uh, bombay magazine i got to work with some great uh, designers mm-hmm. you know uh, people like uh, arubind patel who's a god design god okay mm-hmm. right then i worked with moinuddin mm-hmm. who's uh, mm-hmm. another very accomplished uh, publication designer i learned a lot from him and so i went to business india started you know increasing my uh, contribution towards the publication design part okay yeah and then there was an art director called trilokesh trilokesh mm-hmm. patel there yeah. and uh, and uh, i got a lot of encouragement there actually i had a lot of uh, progressive bosses uh, you know and in those days for a business magazine to be looking at design was unusual uh, unusual yeah, yeah because you know it was more about words about okay. because you know long form journalism yeah. so you write 10000 words so where's yeah. the space for pictures where's the space for graphics where is you know you have a headline you have like a one column space for a passport photograph and uh-huh. so it was fun to to actually explore the possibilities of what so uh, when you think of what the what they're talking about and try and depict that with a shot yeah absolutely because okay. you see we all grown up on these great photographers right. you know great Danny Lebowitz and Uh-huh. Uh basically the depression era photographers okay yeah so uh-huh. uh Dorothy Lange was there Walker Evans okay. and countless others and uh, the whole documentary photography mm-hmm. uh, and beautiful black and white yeah. life magazine yeah. you know and it was like a kind of a dream that you could actually travel the world and document these uh-huh. things and uh, things like national geographic and all they didn't have the same appeal yeah uh, true you know because uh, this was more about the human condition more uh-huh. about you know uh-huh. and in which the photographers were the heroes right. rather mm-hmm. than the, the you know the story yeah yeah so uh, it was a great time it wasn't a culture of search but it was a culture of discovery you know mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. bombay in those days right, uh, right. all the second hand books were mm-hmm. uh, really common which you could pick yeah. up from the you know there was we smokers corner which was like a yep. bookshop under us a building staircase really uh, yeah where was Some, this this was on uh, fort area on okay. the way to ballad estate okay and that was a place you went to when you actually had time and not too much money lounge around yeah lounge around check out things yeah. and otherwise you went to the usual bookshops uh, mm-hmm. you know strand bookshop was one uh, so good good memories So at Business India, you got this opportunity to explore that part of yeah your work yeah yeah and and it was interesting because like I said, business journalism was mm-hmm. was at its peak then you know Harshit so, Mehta so, was not a villain as yet yes uh, <laughs> you know stock market was going through the roof yeah uh, you know all True. these success stories uh, you know which year are we talking now mid this was mid eighties okay yeah so say eighty three eighty four. 
and then in 1988 uh, I was in this, uh, uh, I was working in the dark room okay. and my boss, who uh, I learned a lot from, uh, a very talented photographer called Namas Bojani, mm-hmm. he fell ill or something like that okay. and I was suddenly thrust this camera and said, go and take pictures Ciao. of the Chinese ballet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So you looked at the camera and said, now what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, I knew a bit of it, but, yeah. uh, you know, and it was like a uh, camera that, uh, you know, in those days it was, uh, <laughs> cameras or what, you, you picked up whatever you had, it just had True. to have film in it and a lens in front, you know, and metering was, uh, you know, uh, okay, I'll guess. So some of the people who yeah. are listeners won't understand this. You might have to explain it. That <laughs> you don't have a screen which actually does it display on it. Says, this is what your photograph is going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> None of that. While your action yeah. is going past you yeah. in front. You know? It used to be called andajometry. Uh-huh. Right? Manual focus. Manual focus. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I remember like, you know, asking photographers, what's the exposure? Yeah. You know, 2.8, uh-huh. you know. 60th of a second, yeah. 120th, but what ISO are you shooting at, <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, so it was, it was, it was fun because, you know, um, and also it was quite uh, uh, intimidating because you actually mm-hmm. didn't know what you would get till you processed your role, True. you know. That was the most exciting part. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most scary and the exciting yeah. part. Yeah. And there were two different techniques of shooting black and white and shooting color. Mm-hmm. Color you shot for the highlights. Right. So that you didn't overexpose and blow them away, and right. and uh, black and white you shot for the shadows. So I actually had to, you know, factor that in. Reorient. Uh-huh. Reorient. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So welcome back on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Welcome back on the long way home with uh, Harsh Manrai. What, what about you? What was your first camera? As far as my first camera yeah. was. Uh, was a Pentax K1000 metal body. You bought it? Yeah, I paid half. I got my dad to put okay. it half the money. Awesome. Palika Bazaar se tha. Wow. And I still have it. I still use it. Yeah. I've shot some star trails with it. Yeah, ah, okay. For the uninitiated. You know, I want to learn how to shoot uh, night, uh, you know, star trails and stuff like that. Avita, mm-hmm. I've never ever done that. So... You'll have to move out of Delhi. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I think it'll be a good idea if we can go out into the wilderness and do some, you know, one of those starlight photography. I really yeah. want to try and do that. And and motorcycling allows you to do that, you know. you Absolutely. Just just get on the bike, go out, camp out, and wow, this is going to become exciting. So as far as Harsh goes, his time in Mumbai, hmm. because it's not easy, right? That city never has been easy. No. It was great for him to be there at that age, I guess. Hmm. Which is why he never left. If you live in any other city and you reach Bombay after a certain life stage, hmm. you find it difficult because it hmm. is not an easy city to you know, work in or live in. Yeah. Yeah, but if you reach there early in your life, then you can take to it like uh, you will never leave. <laughs> 
I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And uh, not an easy city at all to yeah, yeah, make I, a life in. And you have to work really hard. It makes you work really hard, right? I spent a year there. Kaisa laga? I enjoyed the food. Food is your abiding memory. Oh, I yeah. love the, the food. food is there was some good food. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was, what was that prawns from Jawan? That was awesome. Uh, Lucky Hotels uh, Biryani. That was awesome. Then there was Bombay Duck from, what was that place? Somewhere in Ville Bombay Duck is a duck? The Bombay Duck is not a duck. It's a fish. (laughs) There's no such thing as a fish. That's another podcast people should be listening to. Oh, they absolutely should be. One of my favorite podcasts. So guys, if you like us, go and listen to There's No Such Thing as a Fish. They're awesome. They are. And let's get back to Harshman Rai on The Long Way Home. Hi, this is Harshman Rai and you're on The Long Way Home. So, so how did you... So, so you, you did college at St. Xavier's. Yeah. And uh, uh, how, was, how was it? And I'm assuming you kind of settled in Mumbai after Yeah, that. yeah my father retired then and then okay. he went back to uh, Deradun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, stayed I stayed back. The choice was to go to Deradun and do my MA from DAV College. Which is which year now? This was 82. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. And, uh, but I... Asian Games happening. Yeah, yeah. Color TV. Color TV. Color TV came in. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't have to get up from your seat to change the channel. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Remotes were Remote happening. Yeah. So yeah. you stayed back in Bombay? Yeah, I stayed back in Bombay and uh, I took up a job with uh, what was called Rank Xerox then, uh, which mm-hmm. was uh, basically selling copiers, photocopiers. Right. Okay. The Xerox machines generated right. name for that. Yeah. yeah. So I worked there for a year mm. selling Xerox machines. Mm. Uh, went through this uh, course by training course by Rank Xerox and uh-huh. things like that. And and for a year it was okay, but uh, you know, you was a twenty-one-year-old boy. Yeah, roaming around the streets with a briefcase in the hand, trying to sell. Uh, in uh, in the worst <laughs> city you can think of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a more difficult job one can get than being a salesperson in Bombay. Yeah, that's true. And plus, you got to you know make a living and get a place to stay, uh-huh. have enough money for your. Train ticket home, yeah. um, or for your season pass, right. for your paying guest accommodation, right. uh-huh. which was which is good in a way, you know. Like uh, the paying guest thing was like a is a you know an institution in Bombay, which was like I don't I mean they don't call it paying guest anymore. I guess yeah. it's not a glamorous <laughs> term to use, yeah. uh-huh. but uh, uh, you know a lot of people uh, live in Bombay like that. Right. Stick a room or mm-hmm. you uh, share it. A friend, right. which was which is what I did. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it worked out well. Yeah. You're still so, friends with that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Still very good friends. Yeah. Great. We went to college together, so okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get married. Okay. Uh, then you think of buying a house. Yeah. You get a mortgage. Yeah. You buy a one-bedroom house. Yeah. Uh, tiny, little four hundred square foot, which has yeah. A living room, a kitchen, a bathroom, yeah. Yeah. and a bedroom. A one BHK. <laughs> yeah. A one BHK. One BHK. Okay. And then, uh, then you have kids. You have one kid. Then you say, okay, one kid is fine. Then the kid grows up a bit. And then you have a second kid. Then you say, okay, 
<laughs> Let me get a bigger house. <laughs> so you get a 2 BHK. Uh-huh. Then the kids become teenagers. Uh-huh. And then we say, okay, let's buy, you know, a three-bedroom place. So, but actually we were lucky. We bought, uh, you know, the real estate wasn't crazy. Right. I would never be able to afford to buy a house in, right, in, in right. Mumbai, mm-hmm. in the place I want to live. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah, and, and schools were good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice missionary right, schools, right. Bombay Scottish. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, kids loved it. It was convenient. Kids, you got. I have a daughter. Okay. And a son. Daughter and a son. Yeah. Who came first? The daughter. Oh, lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting times. The first job, Xerox machines. Yeah, selling Xerox machines. Did you have the photography kida? Already in you? Actually, I've dabbled in it. Uh, yeah, because... Has uh, cameras? Yeah, my dad had like an old Akfai Suli, which he used to carry around all the time. Mm-hmm. Then my mother gave me one of these, uh, I don't know if you remember the Akfa Click 3. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, of course. Yeah, and uh, in fact, just yesterday, uh, we were just talking about uh, photography with, uh, you know, my mother and I. And uh, she said, you remember I just gave you that uh, camera? I said, of course, click three. I said, and uh, he said, the first thing you did was go to the the railway tracks and (laughs) take pictures there, posing out there with your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Where does photography, suddenly uh, photography seems to be taking a a mainstay somewhere. Actually, it happened all by coincidence. Like I told you, I was was, uh, sharing a paying guest uh, thing with my friend, who at that time was working for uh, Bombay Magazine. It was a city magazine. Right. On uh, Bombay, basically. Mm -hmm. Somewhat like what the uh, New York Magazine is. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, I used to drop in at the office uh, and uh, hang out and... And it does seem like a fun place, much more fun than selling photocopiers, Xerox mm-hmm. machines. Uh, and so I decided to take the plunge and there was a opening for a photo researcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come darkroom assistant. Wow. So I said, okay, let's, let's do this. How did you get to know that there was that job available? Was it? My, my friend was working in, in the magazine, right? So, okay. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Yeah. In fact, they were just setting up, uh, um, their own dark room, uh-huh. yeah, and their own design setup. Okay, uh, you know, uh, so things like that. So it seemed like a really interesting, really interesting people work. They're creative people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, great exchange of ideas, yeah. and you know, everyone's always up to some tomfoolery or the other. Yeah. Or uh, so it was. It was really a uh, very bomb around that time. Yeah. Was brilliant. Yeah, it I was mean, like buzzing. It, it was like yeah, it's never been like that ever since. You know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, seriously, why I say this is if you go back and you look at the celluloid that was happening around in the 80s, mm-hmm. you see the Smitha Patil, Shavana Azmi's and all of them kind of, that is the time when, you know, there was this, there was this, Bombay suddenly became, a, had a wow factor to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Sacred Games, Netflix, uh-huh. Radhika Apte, <laughs> <laughs> I think things are not so bad. Yeah, uh, true. You know, you think so? Yeah, I think so.
बड़े ध्यान लगा रहे थे मुझे कुछ मतलब मुझे लगा ना कि तुम राधिका आपते जमील खान हॉर्न प्लीज एंड ही इज टॉकिंग ऑफ सम हवा के झोंके ठंडी ठंडी हवा के झोंके हॉर्न प्लीज ठंडी हवा के झोंके चलते हैं हल्के हल्के ठंडी हवा के झोंके चलते हैं हल्के हल्के ऐसे में दिल ना तोड़ो पीयूसी करो ना कल के पीयूसी करो ना कल के ये जो पीयूसी है ये है पॉल्यूशन अंडर कंट्रोल यानी प्रदूषण की जांच ऐसे में दिल ना तोड़ो पीयूसी करो ना कल के पीयूसी की जांच जरूर करवा लो अपने ही बच्चों के चलते ठंडी हवा के झोंके चलते हैं हल्के हल्के ऐसे में दिल ना तोड़ो वादे करो ना कल के हर्षमन राय telling us of his time when he was part of the core team that brought in two iconic magazines yeah man's world yeah and the rolling stone and we asked him what inspired him to come up with an offering for men essentially yeah which was not just it wasn't there in that space other than debonair true and and most of the journals yeah were talking on numbers yeah business business bone dry stuff so we asked him what inspired him to actually come up with yeah this entire new concept of you know cutting the content differently from what business india was you know, that kind of content and cutting it differently looking at the lifestyles for the first time of men and what they would like and younger people you know what would they like probably music you know lifestyle and a change of paradigm essentially completely hi this is harshman rai and you are on the long way home how did you hatch this because we were so inspired by the stories that were told the the writing the photography right, right? and uh, uh, you know great magazines like esquire mm-hmm. uh, rolling stone uh, life uh, and the whole new lot of magazines that came out especially in, in england mm-hmm. right uh, you know face uh, again being in uh, business india it gave us a entry point into quite a few people who who also like once you you know you meet them once twice thrice four times and then you start talking and right. you know things like that so mm-hmm. good company yeah good company and uh, uh, so wow. man's world uh, was started as a uh, with the help of 
Anand Mahindra right. and a friend of his right. as a private investment. Right. So they invested into Man's World and right. uh, that's how we started it. Mm-hmm. And they already have a, had a magazine, Mahindra's already have a magazine called Verve. Okay, right. Which is right. a women's magazine. Right, right. right? Okay. A women's okay. glossy. Uh-huh. And uh, then we started Rolling Stone. For a short time, I also started handling uh, the creative duties for Verve magazine. Okay. So that's how the whole group creative editor thing came up. Okay. Another self-invention. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. must have made you a very balanced human being, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so Man's World, uh, did it have a tagline? For the man in full. For the man in full? Yeah. Okay. Again, taken from someone else. <laughs> that's but right. it, it describes it to a T. It's, it's, right. it's from a Tom Wolfe novel. Okay. Right? For the okay. man in full. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think the novel did very well, but I thought that title described the magazine to a T. Okay. Because we did everything. You know, we didn't shy away from doing it's fashion. Great how you attribute, you know, so readily attribute. Uh, Boss, there's nothing original in this world. Someone has already thought of it. So. No, it's, it's really yeah, appreciable. It's a, yeah. So it was, it was like a wholesome thing that, you know, that's what you were trying to do, right? I mean, you were trying to... Well, we were not wholesome. We were edgy, I think, in parts, but... Yeah, well, yeah. wholesome in the sense, I mean, all, yeah. every aspect of what a man would be interested in. Yeah, so we know. had, you know, we had profiles. A wholesome man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We <laughs> had profiles, we had beautiful women, yeah. we had style, we right. had uh, opinions. Uh, we had uh, a section completely written by women called oh, okay. Company of Women. Uh-huh. Uh, where they were free to rant and to rave about whatever the issues were. <laughs> uh-huh. Lovely. And yeah, and it's, it was a great platform, I yeah. think, for, you know, and we got some great writers mm-hmm. right from Sagrika goes. Yeah, and then we, you know, it was just a creative space that you, whatever you thought of, you could do. You could actually do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, were there any limits to that? Or was it just simply <laughs> common sense, I guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, just common sense. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore man's world was born and so i quit uh, business india mm-hmm. and uh, started this magazine with uh, uh, my erstwhile partner okay yeah and that was it and we had a great uh at least i had a great 10 year run mm-hmm. 13 year run what was your thought at that point in time what where were you going with it what did you want to do I think I just wanted to emulate what what all these great magazines done, were. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like Esquire has this great line about the passions and curiosities of men. That's what they right. they they write mm-hmm. about, and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we wanted to do. And it was it was fun because there were so many talented writers, so many mm-hmm. talented photographers, uh, so many talented artists who could actually feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think we with with Manzor we did change quite a bit of the way journalism is perceived in India because soon after Times of India did It's a Guy thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know which was uh, quite a sad not a, not very successful no <laughs> no 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 yeah. it was I think they just wanted to be in the space so that just so to mop up the, uh-huh. <laughs> the, then the came, revenue yeah, it's always about then, revenue yeah. then of course came GQ and all that but that was much later right there were a lot of these titles coming in in those time in, in, in those days especially in the women's uh, space right you know there was cosmopolitan yeah, there yeah. was l yeah. mm-hmm. you know there was Home. harper's yeah and then the, this whole so we said why not i mean let, let's try for rolling stone because that's the magazine that we admired yeah. 
not only for the music yeah. uh, not only for you know its history and the way it was and it was in fact quite a bit like how we had started man's world absolutely mm-hmm. you know oh, okay. uh, so yeah and uh, we reached out to them and they were pretty amenable yeah uh, yeah how, how did it Being feel to skewed. bring how did it feel to bring something like that into india no no it was uh, uh, i'm immensely proud of the fact that yeah. we actually got uh, yeah. rolling stone in and uh, you know i think music okay reading okay. it has still has to mature in india mm-hmm. and uh, so therefore uh, maybe the format that we did Mm-hmm. you know the kind of stories we did mm-hmm. uh we could have done it little different how could it be different i mean who who how what would you change if you were given the opportunity would you take the shankar mahadevan out of that and go for uh, no no i think it'll be the other way around you But, would you would take the international kind of music out and you'd bring in yeah the local okay yeah definitely i mean that's a way to grow right right because uh also we made this whole classic mistake of ignoring the music that we don't listen to <laughs> right so this was a magazine we were doing for ourselves not for the market which is okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right so i mean that's a fundamentally flawed uh, <laughs> do that approach okay. yeah. <laughs> the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on biker rolling stones is out now who are the kind of people would be featuring on it absolutely you would have like a rostar or you would had like a honey sing that guy's back have you seen him yeah i have heard him yeah he's he's bigger he is yeah he's 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 put on some weight uh-huh. and he's back there and imagine i mean i wonder if uh, kids these days really want to know um, lives of musicians and lives of celebs and things like that as i understand it uh, the magazine section on most newspapers mm. are a hit with uh, young kids they don't want to listen or read uh, yeah. the news on yeah. politics and sports yeah they'd rather look at uh, what's happening on the glamour pages on the magazine sections of you know we should actually go and buy a rolling stones magazine and see what's in it will you have to run after it or ride after it Right now I could be featured in it just by my weight but it's a rolling stone oh yeah what's coming up next so what's coming up next is uh, Harshman Rai was so busy doing what he was doing he forgot everything you know he really didn't have time for anything else but that was great because that's what's made him what he is today yeah and then he picked up the motorcycle Hi this is Harshman Rai and you're on the long way home. Where does motorcycling figure in all of this? Hey listen you know till that time my life was full. Till which time? When all magazines were going gung ho. Okay. Vagara vagara. We didn't have time for it. Between family, yeah. kids, yeah. dogs, yeah. mortgage. Yeah. Who has time you know? One BHK, two BHK. <laughs> yeah. BHK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know right, and right, uh, right. you actually you got something that uh, that consumes you so much right. you know it's like motorcycling so how old are you when you when this is happening 40s early 40s early 40s yeah see i have always ridden motorcycle so I let's mean, go there no? 90% 90% of india rides motorcycle so let's start from there where, where 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 does it start so i i always had a motorcycle right who's uh, hmm? who's was it 
my my own motorcycle when was when did you get the first motorcycle oh first motorcycle was probably just out of college hmm. i took a loan of 7000 rupees from my father hmm. and i bought a second hand bullet really? it's a piece of crap <laughs> okay. Cost me more to fix it. <laughs> okay. Got it all. I got it in Dehradun. Got it all the way to Bombay. Wow. By train. Oh. Uh, and uh, and she didn't perform. Eh, it was okay. I mean, it was fun because that's when the whole yeah. involvement started. You know, with uh, you know because it was not just like you, you know, put the key and push a button and all. No, you had to coax it. You had yeah, to figure yeah. out what was yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, get to know her. Get to know her. What happens when it rains? What to do? What not to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah, all these yeah. things. So I think that that gives a little bit of uh, you know tremendous insight. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> carburetors. Yeah. You know, it's like a black art. You know, <laughs> needle jet, air jet, main jet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what are these things <laughs> yeah you get to so, you get to make friends with the mechanic yeah. uh, the guy who's looking yeah, after yeah, it more yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then after that you you go to the experts uh-huh. then you want to gas flow your uh-huh. carburetor your head see how much <laughs> columns or feet it is flowing yeah. you know because you wanted to reach that optimum speed Yeah. But, but you had that in you, right? I mean, you you had that kind of a sense for you know going deeper into how many columns per feet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One basically once beyond a point, uh-huh. you have to uh-huh. know all this. If you want to tinker around and want yeah, no, more so, performance. So, so, from so, here. so you had that kind of a sense for the for the machine. I mean, you know, uh, uh, because it's not usual. I mean, to have. An interest beyond a point. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's getting to the depths of anything. Yeah, it needs a certain. Psyche. Well, yeah, I just, I guess, I just fell into it. I don't know, okay. but uh, okay. it was, and it was interesting because, uh, like I said, it was one had to really find sources for this, mm-hmm. you know, and that time Yahoo was big. Okay, in these groups. Mm-hmm. So then you should dial up on your modem, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the funny noise, mm-hmm. then, you know, uh, and then you log on, and then you ask a question, yeah. and mm-hmm. someone will answer, mm-hmm. and then you decide which group was had yeah. was good for this, good for that. Do you remember any of the groups from then? Basically, they were all bullet groups. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and they are like a in those days a wealth of information mm-hmm. uh, in one place. Right. Right. And neatly. categorized archived yeah. so you could actually by yeah side. or you could post a question there and someone would direct you to the right forum mm-hmm. you know so yeah so that was it so I, like i said i was at a bike but i sold the bullet when i got married okay yeah i bought a hero honda splendor mm. <laughs> and it actually gave 60 right. kilometers to the liter right right so uh, what what happened to the hero honda I sold it after a year. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It was giving you 60 kilometers to a liter. Yeah. It was it was great. I mean, <laughs> I I don't even think I had got a service even once, you know. Ah. Uh, it, it was really like that what was that line? Fill it, shut it, forget it. Forget yeah, it was like it. that. Yeah. And it went through monsoons, it went through everything. Nothing ever happened to it. Right. And uh why did you give it up? Because it was so boring. Then nothing ever <laughs> happened to it. <laughs> Even if you went for a service, you would give it in, and you would sign one little slip saying, "Okay, this, this, this," and then 
and uh, being the boss you get to choose who goes so i said okay i'm going okay right yeah so it happened that so and it was completely i mean i did, really didn't know what I, i was letting myself in for because i had no idea mm-hmm. actually i had an idea because i had been going to ladakh you but had been yeah like i covered the like sports week days i covered the first desert raid mm-hmm. desert himalaya desert himalayan raid yeah, yeah. I think there are only two of them were held or something like yes, that. Yes, uh-huh. yes, uh-huh. yes. So first they raced in the desert, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, then they, they went up, went up the to the yeah, 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 yeah. they went to the mountains. So I was there and I went in a omni. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, awesome. Every every steep slope you had to get out and push <laughs> and push. <laughs> and yeah, so it was fun. Yeah. But in two thousand six, I went for the Odyssey, and that was it. And uh, you know and but we just went like the we i think um, hiking boots okay mm-hmm. you know jeans fleece mm. mm. and someone said if it gets cold carry newspapers we had carry newspapers so you can stuff the newspaper stuff the in and like should actually you know, works huh yeah, 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 yeah for a bit for actually, a while you can like make a fire out <laughs> of it and <laughs> it gets too cold <laughs> yeah and uh, no gloves gloves bought in manali because it was like you know yeah little studs helmet yeah. so uh but it was so much fun it was you know i met a whole bunch of interesting guys right and the challenge you know yeah. the the road the mm-hmm. weather uh the physicality of it in right. those days right yeah right so uh that was quite exciting and uh after that i think i went every year for i know many years <laughs> and trying to be better and better and better okay. better motorcycle better skills so it was like that you know it was like a ch- i'm going to so by then you become serious about more uh, well i think mm, it was that one epic trip that one did okay you know in a year mm-hmm. you know so one actually prepared for it so whole year you would actually Work build your bike towards it mm-hmm. okay. you would uh, make it stronger you would make it more try and increase the bottom end uh, you know you could better seats better suspension better tires it's endless you know i mean and uh, every year you learn because something or the other doesn't work right so you go back to the drawing board and uh, yeah so it was also yeah so that's why it was fun it was fun that you had it was like an you know a challenge to build your bike mental challenge to build your bike physical challenge to ride the trail mm-hmm. you know 
So, and in those days, there was not tarmac. Right, right. right now, it's 90% tarmac. Right. All yeah. the way up to Leh. Mm. Uh, you know, only in the north side, where the sun doesn't fall, mm-hmm. there's still like ice and snow, and therefore the, the surface is bad. But the rest of it is beautiful. It's like, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it's like a perfect piece of tarmac. Mm-hmm. You know, you could probably, some places you could like more airplanes, you could probably land a plane. It's right. like so smooth. Yeah, yeah. true. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So welcome back. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. And we're on the long way home with Harshman Rai. You know, finding someone for a ride and who kind of, you know, is at the level that you are and you know, have similar thoughts or you know, make a good riding posse is so important. Extremely. And uh, it's good to see these guys are out there in the mountains. Uh, the whole group of people from Royal Enfield and uh, you had Parmar there, you had Hema there. I saw Sachin and there were a few other. Yeah, and uh, so that's part of the Indian Army expedition that is riding from right. Leh to Karakoram. The Dalat Peg Oldie. Oh. Is DBO. It? Is it? Which borders the Aksai Chin. That's where they landed the Hercules. Uh-huh. The Indian government to say, you know. Right. So, they're out there and I was tra- trailing their route back. Uh-huh. Se kiya. Uh-huh. So, it's not all that tricky, but given the amount of snow that has happened this year. Yes. It's quite intense. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, you just have to basically follow the Shok River and you get into, I think, it comes out and then maybe back to lay from there. Uh-huh. But, you know, Harsh also talks about the same thing about, we asked him this question. And like, are you a solo guy or are you a group guy? Yeah. And what did he say? Hi, this is Harshman Rai. And you're on the long way home. When you ride, are you a solo rider or are you a group rider? I don't prefer a large group. Okay. I enjoy riding alone, solo. Okay. Yeah. See, when you're riding, anyway, you're riding solo. Right. Because you are within your own thoughts, within your own thing when you're riding. I mean... Yeah, you know, you're not yakking to someone on the side. You're just thinking your own thoughts. You're trying out new things, feeling the bike. You know, the whole the sun coming through the trees, the wind in your face. You know, the smells, whatever it is, and you're alone in that because you're not. You really can't. It's not a shared experience. It's an individual experience. Yeah, it's an individual experience. And if I ride with the group, I would like to ride with the group that appreciates those things. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I would think of myself as a solo rider mm. or a rider with just a select few people. You've been on a lot of rides and you guys have been discovering so much mm. of the country. Um, this is going to be difficult, but what would you say was the wow ride? Your most favorite of those that you've done so far? I think... <clears throat> Probably the most memorable one I've done is the first ride through Pangi Valley in Himachal. Okay. A uh, short ride. Okay. Uh, seven, eight days. But uh, it was something that I'd never, I mean, encountered before in, in, in riding in India. The mm. kind of conditions, the kind of harshness, the beauty, the, you know, Fear. Fear, the, you know, um, getting caught in a blizzard. 
at a oh. mountain pass, uh, yeah. walking down 10 kilometers, back to the check post, to the Dhaba to sleep the night, and coming back the next day to uh, take your bike and take up, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was as, next day was as if nothing had happened, like bright sun, everything, <laughs> you know, pick up your bikes and you go down, to, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is we'll ask the locals, sir, it's in helipad. Helipad? How far is it? अठारह किलोमीटर होगा अच्छा पानी है हाँ हाँ पानी बहुत है उधर Thank goodness for those somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you put up your tent, yeah. you lie back, enjoy the view. Wow. Say, okay, maybe should we leave tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so what do you remember you, of that ride? What what do you like most about that? I think just the adventure of it all. The whole new experience, you know, and such a and the whole beauty of it. I had a friend who was with me on the ride, Osef Chako. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we camped at a place called Sural Bhatori, okay. which is further up from Kilar. Again, one of those things that you go up there and come back. Right. But it's like this bowl, meadow, surrounded oh, oh, oh. by, you know, and it's the, the village is the, the, Sural is the last village on that road. So we're sitting there just, you know, having a chai, whatever, and uh, I look <laughs> at him and he's got tears in his eyes. Oh. So he says, thank you for bringing me here. <laughs> so, you know, it, I, it, it was so, that you can understand the depth of that feeling of that a actual a place can evoke, you know. And therefore, it's, you know, it's, it's all about the motorcycle and the places it takes you to. And for me, you know, my whole sense of adventure comes from motorcycling. Right. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I, I don't go drafting, I don't go climbing, I don't go whatever, scuba diving. Right. My whole sense of adventure comes from that. So, right. And, and it, but do you trek when you stop? Do you, do you walk around? No, no. no. <laughs> we are, so asking we are, we are <laughs> bikers. <laughs> people who like food don't trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's also a, uh, a practical problem also with that because, you know, you're carrying your gear. You know, you have to carry another heavy pair of hiking boots, another jacket, another <laughs> pair of pants, another, you know, set of underwear. I can, pr- I can <laughs> yeah. pretty much imagine Harshman Rai um, stoking the fire in some meadow. What do you cook? Cook? Uh, we carry cooks with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Fair enough. No, no. No. no, we can cook. We can cook. Uh, See, the easiest thing for us to cook is meat. Yeah. Yeah, so you pick up meat, chicken, mutton. Mutton is big in Himachal, so mutton right. can get almost anywhere. Easy. Yeah. And firewood is plenty. Yeah. Just and the, at the end of the day, it actually doesn't matter how it is cooked. Because right. just there is like, you know, good, bad people are going to eat it. There's no choice. <laughs> 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 and you probably, there's enough <laughs> liquor in you to yeah. say, okay, damn it. <laughs> was, yeah. yeah. And the simplest thing in the world is to make dal chawal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, yeah. My way.
Hi, this is Hitesh. Uh, I am part of the Soul Riders Motorcycle Club, reporting on my way. I am on an Eastern Uttarakhand expedition which goes into some deep valleys around uh, Dharma and uh, towards uh, the old Kailashmans Rover route. As of now, I am standing some 10 kilometers short of Darjula. We started yesterday. I am along with me. I have uh, uh, Sahil Goyal and Vaseem Sama, from, both from Free Soul Riders. Uh, 10 kilometers short of Dharchula, the speciality of this place is uh, uh, this place on my right hand side is Nepal, I'm standing in India, and in between the border is a river, river Kaliganga. Uh, the hill on the right hand side and is uh, Nepal. Uh, as of now, today we plan to stop at a place called Narayan Ashram, which is uh, around 35 kilometers ahead of Dharchula. Uh, Narayan Ashram is a very, very major pit stop for people who attempt. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, we will have a word with locals there and then we will take a decision what needs to be done for tomorrow and uh, how we, tomorrow we will venture out in uh, Dharma Valley all the way up to, most probably up to Lipu Lake Pass. Right, thank you, this is Hitesh and this is My Way. My Way. So that was Hitesh from Free Soul Riders. So he was on that route to Mansarovar and uh, so the, the plan was from Pithodagarh they would go up to Darchula and a little ahead of Darchula is this place called Tawagat where you have this ashram. So they would stay overnight there and it's a beautiful you know, vision from there of the Panchachuli peaks and the next day they would go up and then eventually their idea was to get across the Lipulek Pass which I think was way too ambitious because there's this place called Garbyang which is even before Kunji. Whether Glacier walked in, there's no road. It's completely broken. And he sent these photographs. So it's a, it's, it's a great uh, my way that uh, this guy did. And anyone who wants to do this is more than welcome. Yeah, and uh, especially with the weather opening up now. Yeah, lots Perfect. of rides. Perfect. Yeah. All you have to do is send us a WhatsApp audio on 89202766675. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. So this thing with Osaf was really cool, huh? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to ask him if I ever meet him. Yeah. That uh, we believe he cried <laughs> or Harshman made him cry. <laughs> and A harsh man <laughs> made him cry. Grown men crying. <laughs> grown men can cry. Yeah, grown, grown men should cry. Yeah. Uh, but the other part, yeah. which was uh, a very integral part of who Harshman is now. Right is his uh, partnership yeah. with uh, a gentleman called Veer Nakai. Yes, the gentle giant. And uh, Not so gentle. <laughs> yeah, as we discovered very recently, talking to another friend, we have visual evidence of destruction. But... Um, what a perfect partnership. That's what I, I felt. Like, you know, both these guys are... Guys who, one guy really likes to have a lot of fun and the other guy likes to have a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> both of them like bikes, the, both of them like to go out, not do anything really uh-huh. and just have fun. Right. And bring back stories and just tell everybody about it. I mean, that's, that's exactly what a my way is. Absolutely. And they live that life. Yeah. Oh man. So if we're going to ever go on a ride, oh, yeah. it'd be great fun to go on a ride with helmet stories. Yeah. And hopefully very soon we're going to get both Veer Nakai and Harshman Rai 
and do a complete show on the helmet stories. So that's something to look out for. And so we asked Harshman Rai about the helmet stories. And he said, Hi, this is Harshman Rai and you're on the long way home. See, my helmet story started in 2008. Okay. Okay. And by then, I had become quite addicted to <laughs> motorcycling. Right. So I was riding a lot. Right. Uh, you know, maybe 2007, I went to lay like twice, thrice, whatever. Wow. Okay. You know. Uh, Just for the heck of it. Yeah. An opportunity came along. Chalo, let's go. Uh, again with Odyssey. Okay. Twice on my own. Okay. Uh, so in 2008, uh, this whole when this whole Ladakh thing was happening and why people ride, all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so NDTV, good times. Mm-hmm. Okay. They decided to make a TV series. Okay. Uh-huh. Right, and they picked out uh, eight people, nine people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And took them to Ladakh on for a almost a four week ride, mm-hmm. filming them, trying to get behind what actually drives them to ride right. you know give a little glimpse of you know so so there were people like there were doctors there was like um, me there was Veer there was uh, someone from Enfield there was a person from IT okay uh, you know just a cross section a cross section of people so good riders okay riders average riders okay you know I had met Veer before but okay. we never had really had the chance to Connect. Uh, connect and it was briefly socially somewhere you know mm-hmm. at a party at the Rolling Stone magazine launch yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so things like that but I knew he used to ride at that time he was working for Autocar India okay and uh, yeah so we connected and yeah. uh, somehow in the first few days itself we started bunking together you know yeah. we, had, so we were carrying our own tents right so <laughs> we Obviously, got the took the biggest tent. Right. So <laughs> the five-man tent. Okay. <laughs> Others were all in their little one-man tents. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we and we were carrying the best uh, uh, single malt. Uh, uh-huh. So we loved eating right. and uh, you know trying out different things. Yeah. And so that's how we met. And uh, uh, so we bonded quite a bit on doing that trip okay. and then we kept on to it continued and uh, we already had a had a website which was dormant called helmet stories okay oh, all right so but he hadn't like it was like for three years he hadn't written anything on it or something like that you know mm-hmm. so he said let's turn into that time blogspot was big so let's turn into a blog and okay. let's mm-hmm. just write random stuff that you know to do with motorcycling and to wow. places we go to and so that's how we met and then we started uh, collaborating on this blog okay and we started writing this and people actually responded to us and they were to mm-hmm. ask us that to where is this place take us to this place this mm-hmm. that whatever and then we decided 2010 hell let's start a touring company yeah really yeah yeah so we did helmet stories sense, right? yeah it makes sense and we did it we still do it more as a hobby and a passion rather than a mm-hmm. right. you know revenue making uh, thing mm-hmm. so of course it gives us pocket money but yeah, uh, yeah that's a, it pays for itself let's right. say so right. we're not we're not right. putting money into it right. and uh, we use it to now helmet stories the touring company we use it now to actually go to more places mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reiki more places mm-hmm. try and take a select group of people there 
the people who appreciate it the people who want to do these kind of adventures mm-hmm. you know the thing is that we like to work with local partners mm-hmm. yeah. you know we don't want to we don't want to just parachute in and you know come in and come out and so we like to work with local partners get knowledge get the support you know because these are extreme places let's face it absolutely and you need uh, local knowledge you need local support you right. need local know how right uh, you know and goodwill which yeah, is absolutely uh, which is the key yeah which is the key we'll give you know? it to the back roads yeah nepal that way has uh, because of the whole trekking scenario yeah. mm-hmm. it is much more uh, infrastructure is much more developed yeah. right. in the sense that it well thank god they are no like i mean on these trails they are no like huge you know 500 room hotels but they are very comfortable clean homestays right you get uh, you know lavazza mm-hmm. you get apple pie <laughs> yeah. thanks to all the old, all the trekking guys who've been there right you know yeah. so uh, it's a fun place and it's a very 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 challenging ride mm-hmm. uh, especially i mean actually wherever you go in nepal yeah. uh, you know and uh, culture which is fast vanishing mm-hmm. uh, because of again new roads being built mm-hmm. uh, especially from central asia right the way to down yeah. the quickest way to india right uh, so all these little forgotten kingdoms or where culture has been preserved yeah. which you can still see right you know and experience that'll soon be lost know. you know mm-hmm. which is uh, a pity but i guess progress is you know inexorable so it's like he right, just moves down anything in his path yeah but uh, we hopefully we will have to share these things with uh, these places with with people who would enjoy them right yeah, right and appreciate them and uh, yeah hopefully help preserve them in some way or the other the biker radio broadcast listen connect ride on hi this is harshman rai and you're on the long way home if you got the opportunity to ride with anyone from history or contemporary times you mean someone famous or anybody. just anybody could what i would really love uh, is to ride with my father uh-huh uh he died quite young he died when he was 65 mm-hmm. and uh, i was too busy trying to make a living to actually spend that much of time after his retirement right uh i think he would have loved what i'm doing he would have encouraged it and would have uh, you know possibly come on me on on a few rides mm-hmm. you know and I, i and i kind of think about it a lot of times as it would be great to have him here right yeah so yeah that's the only regret any special yeah. place you would have gone with him ah uh, any i think he loved his garhwal mm-hmm. i think and we always used to have this disagreement and i was always say that oh kumau is the prettiest side so no garhwal you haven't seen what have you seen of garhwal that you say <laughs> you know i said no it's all i sometimes feel that garhwal is more challenging and kumau is pretty very very pretty yeah garhwal is challenging for the wrong reasons okay you know traffic pilgrims really you know just i thought the geography is the, the contours are very steep mm yeah 
that's because the infrastructure has not been developed though all the pilgrimage happens there but still yeah. <coughs> but seriously kumar is is beautiful it's and cool. there's a certain amount of i mean there of course pilgrim kind of bageshwar mukteshwar yeah. you know all munsi munsi but i think they they're going about it in a much more sensible way than the garhwal side okay. where you have a hotel around every corner and you know ugly pieces of you yeah. know brick and whatever so that way i think accessibility to good garhwal is slightly easier in in terms of its yeah, uh, yeah. Know, because of proximity to yeah. this part See, of first of all a lot of people don't even know uttarakhand is kuma and garhwal right to you know to delhi podi nahi malum they don't so, even know that kind of yeah uttarakhand is uttarakhand we know so it's uh, so the, the culture is different the customs are different the language is different yeah true you know the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on welcome back here on the biker radio broadcast on the long way home with harshman rai i am shandy and i am sunny and very interesting teddy podi you know that's that's a phrase i have not heard before there are actually two distinct parts of uh, garhwal okay teddy yeah. and the other is podi right and then there is little kumau on the side right. which is next to the nepal border right and the ganga flows through And between the Terry and Pori yeah, and but people don't talk about that yeah. you know kumau is it's always been traditionally lesser developed of uh, uh, the 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 three regions of now uttarakhand and because of the pilgrimage sites because yeah. kumau doesn't offer You're right other than the kalash mansarovar you know you have the bageshwar you have the you do mukteshwar and all do, that but it's still but you can't compare it to garhwals compared to the the traffic that uh, yeah. that generates but it's so good you know on these uh, conversations we're getting to learn so much more about the geography now we are getting to know about the northeast it's kind of deb- debatable right okay. uh, as in uh, should you open up a certain space and not jeopardize yeah, its and, culture and yeah, stuff yeah, like bhutan like bhutan yeah actually the pet peeve of a lot of people who are conservationists have been that you know nepal opened its doors to the backpacker mm-hmm. and uh, lost its charm whereas bhutan did not mm-hmm. it hung on to it the dividends have been rich absolutely but having said that i mean look at nepal even after you know this entire thing of uh, all this talk about how it's lost a lot of its original culture and all that even that is super exotic waiting to be explored hi this is harshman rai and you are on the long way home how was the northeast was that uh, something super exotic or you <clears throat> Oh man it was pretty unfamiliar. Okay. Yeah. For foodies like you? Oh that is great for food people like yeah. us. It's yeah. like, you know, I mean, breakfast is an omelet cooked in a bamboo, you wow. know, steamed omelet in a bamboo and someone cracks it open for you and gives you and meats and fish and vegetables. Mm. Amazing amount of vegetables. Uh bamboo shoot which I love. So and really it's it's tough i can understand you know their nature as upper hand mm-hmm. uh and like say for even arunachal the eastern side is all where all the tawang side is sela mm-hmm. tawang where all the hotel on the uh, sorry on the western uh, western side the eastern side is still is raw Obviously. you know yeah you have to stay in inspection bungalows and you know chokidar ko attack bolo bhaiya Well, how, far did, how far did you guys go? Did you go up to Tuting or not? No, uh, we 
went up till Sela. Hmm. Then a snowstorm um, happened, mm-hmm. and uh, we fell too often in the snow. <laughs> so okay. we decided to come back to Bombdila. And actually, it was quite sad because that's where my father fought in the '62 war. Really, oh. Sela. Yeah. So in what was called Nefa in those days. Right. Yeah. His battalion that time, the Fourth Garhwal Rifles. Uh, so they fought the famous Battle of Nuranang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was for me to go there was had a special meaning, but right. uh, you know, but I'll go back. How long was that? Not very long, because the bike broke down. Veer's bike broke down yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. So it was only Arunachal actually, and of course to go from from east to west or west to east, you got to drop to Assam and take the super highway and then reach. But we're not there for very long. I think ten days. So what yeah. happened to Veer's bike? Uh, his alternator burned down, something couldn't start and things like that. So, And we were in this beautiful jungle lodge about 10 kilometers from Pasigat, right on the Siang River, mm-hmm. uh, in a jungle, just like a hut and a dining room mm. with a huge mithun mm. poster uh, head, the, oh, the okay. whole skeleton. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Mithun, so the, sorry. the Indian bison, I am so not, sorry. not disco dancer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like kind of there and I say, but the wind in the middle of the have, have you seen that WhatsApp message that's been going around? This dog with the toenails painted red and a lot of jewelry and all that. Yeah, have you seen that? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's strangest photograph, and everyone's sending it to each other. So why is this thing? What is it supposed to mean? Yeah. No one could get it. And this morning, somebody writes, "Puppy Lairi." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, middle of the heart. The mid- Mithun was there. <laughs> Mithun was there. Mithun. Yeah. yeah. So then finally, after two days, we got the bike started. Okay. So oh, we jumped on it days. and it's like, chalo, let's go. So we were going to Dibrugarh from there. Okay. So we drove non-stop and we came to a point where we had to take the ferry. So we had to shut the buddy bike off. <laughs> and the ferry was the kind. Where they put planks on the boat and you ride up on that plank right. and then you park your bike. Right. So you couldn't, and it's a 45. I mean, the Brahmaputra is like a sea out there. Mm-hmm. This is a place called Bogibil where they actually now made that bridge. Okay, not oh, that, the new not that longest bridge. Okay, not that one? Not that Bhupen Hazarika Setu, uh-huh. the one after that. Achha. Then crossed over, then we started the bike, tried to start the bike, it wouldn't start, it wouldn't start. Then he brought out a high-tech towing ropes that we were uh, carrying with us mm-hmm. and we fixed it so I started towing him and within five meters that high-tech tie snapped. it snapped in two then we tied it again again it snapped in the meantime the locals were watching us <laughs> they're saying here Here's my thing from the bullock. <laughs> uh, what I use for my bullock. Mm. Here. And he just did one crazy knot which seemed like it would never stay. Mm. He tied one end to Veer's bike, one end to my uh, carrier at the back. Mm. I said, now go. Mm. And for 40 kilometers, I towed Veer like that. Wow. And it didn't break and it was just a... I got a photograph of the yeah, knot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were discovered that towing a bike is not as easy as it... Yeah. 40 kilometers is a long way. Mm. All the way to Dibrugarh. Oh my god. 
the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on that must have been quite a sight right yeah and i am wondering how we would actually be feeling about this yeah like him <laughs> on the on a motorcycle on a motorcycle being led away by harshman rai 40 kilometers in a sand <laughs> He must be so grateful that there was nobody around who recognized him. Oh, I am sure of that. I am sure these guys would have been enjoying even that. Would ye sab khatam hone ke baad mein then they would have kind of sat down somewhere aaram se pulled out their bottle of single malt undid the knot un- undo the knot <laughs> undo the knot. Actually I've asked Harsh Harsh to send us a photograph of that so we can share it with the entire you know group. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we will get Hopefully we will get to see that. So the question really was is that uh, was it about the destination or was it about the ride and like harshman explains to us huh. probably it's an age thing also he's it's he's a not life about, stage thing it's a life stage yeah. thing also probably yeah because um, it's important when you're riding and you can do both actually you can go fast and you can go further you can go further really fast but then you miss out on what's happening on the way which is what uh, they try and do right So when you linger on with something when you spend more time experiencing it uh it's a more wholesome experience it's so meditative which is what helmet story seems to be about i mean all of it like look look at it when uh, apna vijay singh he shows up on the bic mm-hmm. and he does a lap of whatever 250 kilometers whatever but When these guys are doing this lap for them it's a meditative process you know that zoom is still a meditative process it's like you know your body weight the line the curve the fall whatever those things are you know the guy who's uh, doing the raid he's also in a meditative process you know he's saying i got to do this i got to take it i cannot break down i need to keep going and some meditative process even here when you're just taking it easy then you're not only doing motorcycling but you're doing life you're kind of you know breathing it in even that is meditative sara kuch hi to meditation hai absolutely you just have to find your own ride and what drives you and boy have these guys done it hi this is harshman rai and you're on the long way home how much of it is zoom and how much of it is take it easy it's not zoom at all it's not zoom at all right? it's not zoom at all doesn't seem like that no no i think there's a thing that i like to say that i don't want to go faster i want to go further mm-hmm. further not faster so i would just want to you know it's 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 more of a exploration mm-hmm. of places and self right rather than exploration of speed and your your abilities in that to manage that speed uh so it's not that i mean i guess is thinking more laterally or more whatever of course the speed guys are going to you know jump on me for this <laughs> but sure yeah but uh, yeah and uh, maybe i'm scared of going fast i don't know <laughs> that's fine yeah. yeah but uh yeah i th- i think and my thing is what interests me more is is imperfections and ah uh you know an imperfect road character, uh, character imperfect motorcycle uh, you know and so it's fun to explore it's it's wow. like a yeah so uh, i think that's the fun part yeah. you know 
more delectable that yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you, you manage your time pretty well, I'm sure. See, I have a great support system. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, my wife fully supports me. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't think many people would be able to do what I do uh, because they don't have the support system. Like I get a lot of questions, you know, on, on, on Instagram or other things, say that, how the hell do you manage that? Mm-hmm. You know? So I say you first, you take care of your responsibilities. Right. Yeah. Do what you have to do, mm-hmm. what is right. And then when the time comes, you'll be able to do it. Like I got in motorcycling very late in my early 40s. Mm. And, uh, uh, and it completely changed my life. But by then I knew I could take more time off. I could, uh, children were grown up. They didn't need me so much at home. Wow. Uh, wife was very doing very well in the job. She didn't right. need me anymore right. so much. Right? So right. she was more ex- ex- she was also excited about her, her job, her prospects, sure. mm-hmm. her interests. Sure. So it was, uh, you know, it worked out quite. Are you a good dad? Yeah, I think you'll have to ask my children yes. that. <laughs> no, what would the wife say? Oh, she'll say I'm, she's my greatest supporter. So she would say <laughs> I'm, I'm the best dad in the world. Yeah. I was expecting that. Yeah. Because uh, mm. obviously when a mother has a job to do, mm. she is worried about her children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if the man is there to assist, yeah. then it's really yeah. fun, isn't it? <laughs> no, but we had a very, very uh, good partnership. I mean, wow. uh, you know, uh, equal response with the kids is not that just because you are a woman or you are the mother, you have to do certain things. Yeah. It's like, you know, right. it's whoever's there for it. Mm-hmm. You know, both of us make an equal effort. Now, of course, the kids are grown up. <laughs> you know, they all... How old are they? Now? Well, my daughter is 25. I just wow. went in Feb to celebrate her first wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. My son's 23 this month. Awesome. Okay. In March. So what's the daughter called? Sarakshi. Sarakshi and Surya. What does Sarakshi mean? Sarakshi means uh, means all seeing or the person, the ah. benevolent eye, the blessed eye. Okay. Uh, you know, and Surya, of course, sunshine. What that is the is. sun doing these days? Sun is studying video game design in Dundee. Oh, oh that's lovely. Yeah, and he found his niche and uh, yeah. So he did two years here in India uh-huh. uh, at okay. a college in Pune. Okay. Uh, great college. And then he decided to finish in Scotland, Dundee, mm-hmm. in Abete University. So, in fact, he's just, he'll finish now in July mm. and be a contributing member of the economy. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Harshman Rai, thank, thank you, you yeah. very much for being on the Biker yes. Radio Broadcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, this is Harshman Rai, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. So, that's it. That's it. Show some up. Show some up. And we are, as usual, very, very honored and grateful for everybody who's listening to us. Oh, yeah. And even more grateful and honored that people have started responding to us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And... Uh, we're looking forward to doing more stuff. Yeah. And, and traveling a lot more. And more stuff out of the Delhi NCR region, as yeah. we have been saying forever now. And we're finally getting there. Oh, yeah. So, for all those of you who want to write into us, find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter 
and otherwise just mail at mail at brbroadcast.com or whatsapp us at 8920276675 so with that we come to the end of the program and uh, thank you harshman rai for being on the show this was episode number 33 we'll be back with episode number 34 in a fortnight this is shandy this is sunny saying over and out over and out over and out listen connect right on